How much must I repeat? We only play for keeps. No timeouts, no free throws, no refs, no penalties. No handouts, no pit stops, no cheat codes, no sleep. But the drinks are on us. If you win it, then pull up a seat. Boom. Yeah. Let's that was good. It. Let's do this Fuck thing. Yeah. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast. Hey, this is Josh Pearson. Performance specialist with the complete athlete. This is Cole Warren. Certified USAPL club coach and owner of Salutum Health and Performance. Each week, Cole and Josh will take you through training techniques and tips, talk to athletes and fitness professionals to educate and motivate you for your fitness goals. Plus, you'll follow the journeys of Team Salutum Powerlifting and get complete athletes. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by Salutum Health and Performance. Take your full power potential to a new level. Online powerlifting coaching. Customized programming to fit your individual needs and goals. Access to a coach 24-7. Whether you need a quick form check or a full program, Salutum Health and Performance has one goal in mind, taking you to the next level. Got a meet coming up? Ask about on-site coaching. Join the team that's setting records across the powerlifting community. Team Salutum Powerlifting with Salutum Health and Performance. Online at SalutumHP.com. SalutumHP.com. And now, the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. Yeah. What's How up, Cole? Not much, man. How yeah. you been? I've been. I've been. How about yeah. you? Been good, dude. That last episode, Josh does steroids. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty good, right? A, f- a few people have been asking me about that. Really? They're like, all I saw was the headline. You really do steroids? Did. Yeah. Past that, tense. And that's why I'm like, did. Well, it says does. And I'm, yeah. It oh. does. Well, you well, yeah, because does, we were like, oh my God, does. we're talking about when Josh does steroids. It's so yeah, that's we, true. Maybe we should change it to Josh did steroids. Yeah. Nah. No. Nah, it's yeah. all right. It's all right. That's that clickbait culture, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get them. What else was I called? God, I had that juggler. mafia name. Ha- we yeah. should have done like hashtag trend. Juggler. Hashtag free. <laughs> hashtag free trend. <laughs> free trend. <laughs> free trend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll trend you for free. Yeah. That's that right. That sounds like someone saying I'll train you for free with a bad accent. Mm, I'll train you for free. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> That's why I said it, but sweet. Brooke, you have been you've been doing a bad job of catching on to my sense of humor lately. I have. It's really I'm sorry. I think it's because I've been momming so hard lately. You see, you 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 know, you dinks don't have to. You dual income, no kids. Yep. Dinks. Yeah. Well, well, you know what Katie's I mean. Katie's a student, so dinks. Oh, how much so low income? Dare she? She did make the dean's list this last semester. Oh yeah, Ooh. fuck yeah. So we went out to sushi the other night oh, to celebrate. Yeah. Congrats, Ooh. man! And I crushed four and a half rolls. Where'd you go? Hajime. Is that how you say Is that it? the new one? I was like, Hajime? Hajime. No, I say it wrong because I had no idea how Hajime? to say it. Hajime? Hajime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this pisses me off. I don't know about you guys, but I really like these gookie bags. <laughs> these gucky. <laughs> the gucky. So, you've had a lot happen to you in the last couple huh. of weeks. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. What's up, dude? What's up, bud? Hey, turn around. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. And our special guest on today's podcast. Yeah. Is a seven-year-old, eight-year-old? I don't know. He's big, though. He is a big kid. Anyway, you've had a lot happen in your life. Yeah, so what do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's start with the most obvious, Stan Efferding. Stan the man? Stan the man. So, for those of you who don't know him, and if you don't, look him up. Yeah, Stan is uh, he he's an interesting, mm. I don't know what you would call him, an influencer? Entrepreneur. For sure. He is definitely an entrepreneur. He has, but he's done YouTube videos. He's yeah, been yeah, yeah. kind of in the fitness industry for a long time. So mm-hmm. I actually, 
the first time I ever heard about him was when I was in like eighth grade, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like bragging about being the world's strongest bodybuilder. Yeah. Because he had just, I don't know if he had just won his pro card. Either way, he was a pro bodybuilder and then plus had world records. Yeah, in, in the squat, right? In total. In total? Yeah. Okay, okay. So he was kind of bragging about that and like kind of calling out some other bodybuilders yeah. saying, hey. You weak ass right? bitch. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and so I, I've known, known about him since I was, like I said, I was 14. So three weeks ago. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the past three, four years, I've been following him a lot more closely just because he's been on. Um, Mark Bell's podcast and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's when I really got to know like his philosophy on things. And like he was just talking about a lot of stuff that made a lot of sense to me because mm-hmm. for one, he kind of dumbs, not necessarily dumb things down, but he explains things to the layman very well. Yeah. So he takes a lot of shit that a lot of scientists and studies put out and then basically is like, this is how you apply it. Right, yeah. So he does a really good job of that, and that's kind of how I first, like, got drawn to him because he was, like, making things doable in everyday life. So, like, right now his big thing is his vertical diet. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, like, I I told him this, too, is, like, you do, like, that's the way you explain things. It's, like, it's hard for the regular person not to just do it because it's, like, he makes it so easy to do. Yeah. That it's like it's just why yeah. not? When he talks about his monster mash and you can right, have right. steak every day, steak, rice, spinach. Right. And it's I mean, granted, a lot of people don't agree with everything he says. For sure. Yeah. Because a lot of people say everything. there's so much red meat and that's gonna kill right, you right. and all that saturated fats and fuck off. But regardless, he is a very big influence in the fitness community. Oh yeah. Primarily bodybuilding and powerlifting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet him and lift with him. So it was kind of cool. Um, and we got to harass you guys. All the questions we were just oh, yeah. shooting at you guys yeah. was ridiculous. I didn't even know what was going on on those. I was just focused on lifting. Oh, so. God. It was hilarious. Every time every time they went up to Stan and asked him a question, I was like, God, we really shouldn't be bothering him this much. Because yeah. we had 100 questions. Really? Oh, nonstop. We just kept going around and hitting people up. and. Some yeah, of them so, were legit questions, but some of them were like, what's your favorite tattoo? Right. Fuck off. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got an hour with this guy, and you're asking right. about tattoos and so shit? So f- for people who are wondering what we're talking about, there was a live feed of this training session that we there was a big meetup of people. And it was mostly, the reason he came up mostly was to lift with Amanda. Right, right. But right. then um, they put together this whole meetup of like some of the strongest people in the state. Which is cool, yeah. Which was super cool. And also John Hack, who lives out in Wisconsin, who's one of the strongest in the world right now. Mm. He drove four hours over to right, lift just with to lift. us too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was cool. I got to lift with them. You got a PR? I got a lifetime PR of six hundred ten pound squat, which is kind of nuts because you you weren't tapered for it. You weren't no, peaked for it. I wasn't peaked. I you don't squat on a Sunday. No, and plus. I hadn't touched over 545 in seven months. Yeah. So crazy. Before I go on to squat 610. Yeah. 
So now, now let's say you weren't lifting with him. What would have you done that Saturday before? Because you typically squat on right. Saturday. Um, planned that week was five fifty-five for a single. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Fifty-five pounds later. Right. Um, I think that just goes to show. Like I've always known this about myself, and there's a lot of lifters like this, but um, I'm just a gamer. Yeah. So like, if there's competition around me, and if the stakes are high, and I like got eyes on me especially if i got fucking stan efforting back spotting me mm -hmm. it's like i don't have a choice but to perform right yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm everything. able to dig deep into mm -hmm. that well and pull something out of my ass that maybe i don't even think was right. capable of that day which i didn't i had no clue that i was going to do that that day right like i went in fully intending just to hit 555 and then do my back down sets right. and like kind of just be there to watch or whatever were you wrecked after that no nope. not really so the next week of training no big deal nothing nope nope it wasn't yeah i think the next week of training i went on to hit like a conventional deadlift post-injury pr as well Fuck so. yeah good 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 so yeah and like i said that just goes to show that for some people man if the stakes are high they just rise to the occasion mm -hmm. but that also goes to show i think it really kind of reinforced my philosophy on sub-maximal training. Mm, yeah. Because up to that point, I've been doing, so I've been squatting two days a week. What I'd do is I'd work up to a single, like probably RP7-ish. Mm -hmm. And then I'd back down and do three sets of five at somewhere. Like it's been going up, but it would be like, 465 and then 475, right, 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 right. So again, I haven't touched heavy, quote unquote, heavy weight mm -hmm. in a long time. But that just goes to show you don't necessarily need to. No, right. Like if exactly. you're putting that work in, mm -hmm. if you're doing that submaximal work, that's still affecting that top end. Right. Well, I mean, so I'll use yesterday's squat as an example. Mm -hmm. The speed you're moving these, quote unquote, lighter weights you're producing probably just as much force as you did the day you did 610. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that lighter weight, it's less harmful on your joints. You can do it more often. Exactly. And you can put some power into those. Right. You know? And then 90%, well, 95%, I mean, 95 is a lot, but 90%, you can put some speed on and still get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of my, my, I don't know if I'd say athlete type or muscle type or whatever it is. I perform very, very well on singles. Yeah. And then like once I start to do reps, that's where it falls off a little mm. bit. But that way, so right now I'm just basically touching a single at a heavy-ish weight, but that's not my focus yeah. at all. Like I just do that kind of stay specific into mm -hmm. being able to hit a single, but then I back down and do my work. Right. Which lately has been right around 500 pounds, which I haven't done like ever. I've right. never, I mean. You're working heavier than you ever had. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, but it's still not heavy. You know, I'm still not like yeah. grinding. Exactly. I'm Which is so important. Yeah. I mean, if you're grinding every day, you're, like you said, going into the well right. way too deep, well, and way too much. That's the reason I'm doing that too is because I have been hurt. Yeah. You know, so I've been, I'm kind of staying sub-maximal but I'm increasing just a little bit every week. Mm -hmm. So I'm still kind of pushing it just a hair mm -hmm. every single week without going super hard right. and crushing myself, yeah. potentially getting injured again. Yeah. So I think, it for one, it helped me 
like I'm like okay reassured you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like okay I can get by with what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. um yeah just because you are injured or are suffering from some right aches and pains and doesn't mean you can't get better well and it doesn't mean that you need to put yourself for the, at the potential of injury right. at those tops yeah some of the best in the world they truly only max out at their meets yeah you know so in the gym they're not that's, hitting those numbers that's all of my best lifts except for that right have been on the platform as it should be yeah right as it should be yeah. you should be recovered you should be ready to go right i mean you're risking quite a bit when you go for that maximal maximal mm-hmm. intensity you know and also i think that plays into a little bit about my psychology when it comes to lifts because there's some people who if they have never touched a weight before mm-hmm. They get psyched out. Yeah. And they miss. But for me, like, honestly, the weight on the bar doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as it's something that I should be able to hit. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, I've never touched 610 before, like, this day. I don't think, like, there's some people who have to basically fail a weight. And then once they're oh, like, yeah. okay, I know how it feels now. Right. Then they can go back and hit it because they just get so psyched out about the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it going to feel like? Right. Yeah. For me, it's never been that way. Like, I just know, hey, I've done all this work. This is something that I should yeah. hit. So that's why in meets, some people are like, like, I'll hit a weight that's like 50 pounds more than I've ever hit in the mm. gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are like, how the hell can you do that? Yeah. Like, you just pulled that out of, out of nowhere. It's like, not really. I did the work that led up to that and then I peaked and everything that mm-hmm. led me to do that. I don't necessarily need to because that's not a psychology that I deal with. Right. I don't need to touch that weight right. to know that I'll hit that. And you trust the programming. Exactly. You know, That's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a placebo effect and you are literally pulling this out of your ass, right. it's working. Yeah. Right. That's how I am when I'm maxing out too. I mean, I can miss again and again and again, but when it comes time to tapering and things, it's like... Again, ride the wave. 10 pound PR. Yeah, ride the wave. And it felt easier than any weight that you've ever touched before. Yep. Right? You can't you can't psych yourself out before the fact just because you haven't touched that yeah. before. That's, you know? that's what champions are made of. Yeah. You know, is being able to do something you've never done before. Yeah. So like, Yeah, no, that was that was crazy. And honestly, like me hitting that number with Stan there, like that was cool, but then it didn't really hit me until after when I was side spotting him squat 600 pounds, like I was like literally w- during his set, I'm like, I'm side spotting Stan right. efforting right now. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, I was really like this cool. is fucking insane. Who was the guy who squatted 600 pounds seven times? Cody. Cody. Cody Carpentier. Holy He's shit. He's a fucking savage, man. Shout oh out to Cody. Yeah. And what's cool, what was really cool is because Cody is such a huge fan of Stan. Yeah. That, I mean... Cody's name on Instagram is the vertical power lifter. That's awesome. Like that's how much right. of he's into Stan so much. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool seeing him be able to like chop it up and talk to his right. idol. For sure. For yeah. Sure. And that's, that's and then seeing him be able to perform and hit a huge PR like that in front of him too. Yeah. I mean, who first of all, who knows what their seven rep max is? Yeah. And what better day to just destroy yourself mm-hmm. than in front of a guy like him? Now, did he? teach you anything say anything to you did you learn or was it just kind of like starstruck what what no i mean it was we didn't really have time it would have been cool to like sit down and chat with him maybe like record some of it but yeah um 
it was more just like just normal chatting. Mm. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I was interviewing him. Right. You know, as much as you wanted to. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like, I mean, I would like to pick his brain about everything, but it was more just like, Hey, we're here just training together, having a good time. Right. You know, and plus it was being recorded too. So it didn't just, it didn't seem like the time or place to like be able yeah. to sit down with them and have sure. like a conversation yeah, about act, yeah, yeah. training or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, it was cool, man. He was, I mean, he's just a genuinely nice guy. Like he's down to earth. He wasn't and a like fucking giant. Yeah. Yeah. And what's crazy? Giant. So he's only like right now, Excuse me. he's only like 15 pounds more than me, which is, nuts. but he made me look tiny. Yeah. Because he's fucking shredded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That vertical diet, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was, that's awesome. That was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Very cool experience. Now, and plus, now he follows me on Instagram. Does so, he? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so fast forwarding, a week later, yeah. you go and see Chris D'Elia. Yeah, last weekend. How the hell was that? So it was it was, it was, was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Um, he He's probably my second favorite comedian right now behind Theo Vaughn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah but I, I mean, I've listened to By his- the way, for the record, Theo Vaughn should have gotten guest of the year for sure. He did. I thought Chris D'Elia did. No. They resend it. Good God. That's right. But, um, yeah, so we, me and two of my friends from college, Mm -hmm. um, drove out to Milwaukee to see Chris D'Elia. And one of my other friends from college lives in Milwaukee. So we were able to stay in his apartment, which was literally like a block away from the theater. Wow. So it was perfect. But yeah, and I, I mean, I've listened to his podcast for a long time. I've listened, I've just like been a fan of his for a long time. So mm-hmm. it was cool to finally see him in person. It was hilarious, dude. Some of, and his bits now are brand new bits. Right, right, right. So right. I, I hadn't heard any of it yep. before. And what's funny too is because like some comedians, because I listen to a lot of comedians' podcasts. Yep. And you, you can tell that they get their bits from something that started on their podcast. Mm hmm. Chris's bits, they really didn't have a That's connection awesome. to his podcast. So they were like shit totally out of left field that right. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was a good too. No, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I also have noticed from other comedians specials, mm-hmm. they'll take those jokes and bring them into their podcast. Right. Right? Right. And Chris really never seems to do that either. No. That's He's just really cool. like that just goes to show how fucking funny he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can literally make any premise mm-hmm. and fucking go a bit. Because what's cool about Chris's podcast is he does it solo and he literally just gets on a premise and then fucking does a whole bit off of it. Yeah. And it's just fucking hilarious, man. So and then the fact that he can do a a podcast every week with all of these premises and bits and not take any of them onto his standup is insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good time. And his, his opener was really funny too. I think his name was Mike. I forget his last name, but he's always in his Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was funny. Did you dress up in all white? No. Oh, you're not, you're not a real baby. I almost, so it was too late by the time I thought about doing it, but I was going to get one of his, uh, wouldn't make a dent shirts. Oh God, those are awesome. Wouldn't make a fucking dent. Yeah. But uh it was too late, so I wouldn't have gotten it in time. But yeah. No, it was it was cool. And then it was funny because for me and my like 
closest friends. Like I'm the only one that's really into like comedy stuff oh, like that. Really? So it was cool to like be around people who like get the same fucking jokes, oh, like yeah, the inside yeah. jokes that only people who listen to those podcasts mm-hmm. get. It was yeah, it was funny. That is really cool. Get that mob mentality going. Yeah, it was a good time. I was that was the first comedian or comedy show I'd ever been to. So like when I'm watching specials at home on Netflix, like it's kind of rare that I actually laugh out loud. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be really funny if I'm alone mm-hmm. in my living room to make me laugh out right. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was fucking dying. Oh, that's awesome. Part of it is just the environment, Everybody. right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. everyone's laughing. And Plus, it's I was, less serious. It's yeah. not a special. He's having more fun, I'm sure. Right. And right. I was buzzed. And you were buzzed. Feeling good. Go. Yeah. That is awesome. <clears throat> Me, I've just been doing a bunch of wedding shit. Yeah. Mm. A lot of, like, so. Can't wait till that's over. People say that putting together a wedding is a lot of work. Yeah. But until you actually do it, is Mm -hmm. it fucking more than you'd ever expect or what? It's just a lot of little shit. Like stuff you don't even think about when you first. Exactly. Yeah. So we've ran through what we expect the day to go. Right. Three, four times where we're like, you know, at 10 o'clock, this happens at 1030, this happens so that we can think of like, oh shit, we need to have, you know, sandwiches for lunch. Yeah. We need to have this. We need to have that. All those little things that you only will realize you have or don't have in the moment. Yeah. And so we're so trying, you're trying to like play through it in your mind any possible way yeah, yeah. to make sure that you have all your what bases happens when covered. It rains? Do we have umbrellas? Do we have this? Do we, oh God. Yeah. Outdoors then, huh? It is outdoors. Yeah. Risky. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck. Outdoors in August. Oh. So it could be a great day, a terrible day. Could even day. be cold. It could be cold. It yeah. could be fucking snowing for all, all we. Damn. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're still doing all that. I mean, that gives me anxiety just thinking uh, about. Actually, what's kind of cool is I only have to do 10% of the work. Courtney's the one that's just, it's got to be like this. It's got to be like that. So, yeah, lucky. What's she trying to pull? What's she got? I have no idea. I can't read hat. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you can't read my handwriting? Oh my God. It says, Oh my God. I think it says PS. Hang on. Wait, I, is this something that's not supposed to be said it's on the It's totally not for the podcast, but it's I'm okay. going to say it. This is what I think her note says. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. All right. Damn it. Why so is it he says, so fucking dramatic? So it says P8, whatever. It's an S. 90, yeah. Is that an S? PS. Got it. Thank you. Um, You're the not, most annoying fucking person I know. 99, no, 92nd sure. Live. Got the units for fuck's sake sound. Got it. Mm. Maybe forward to piggyback. This is why people can't communicate with him. Like, like, do you want me to read it to you? Or he can probably read it. He's got a he's got a girlfriend that. Ninety nine percent sure I've got the sound units for you. That's what that said, huh? Yeah. Well, I am pretty dramatic, aren't I? If you two something about piggybacking. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Do you want me to jump on his back and get it on camera? Is that what you're into? Jesus Christ, bro. No. Well, maybe. She's planning out a porno in her head right now. Is it a PR day or not? Um. Anywho, uh, says maybe two to piggyback. Um, you had asked if I could help you with sound for your wedding. Yeah. And I asked and I said, I have to wait because, you know, we have six mobile units or whatever that we can use. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like she's like, yeah, I'm sure there won't be a problem. You can have one. Well, if there's two left, I can get two. And then we piggyback them. So you actually have two Surround points of sound. sound. So, I mean, beach. one is plenty big enough for you. 
But when you were saying that you might have like an inside of 10 and an outside of 10, I might be able to get you two rounds of. Listen to that. Courtney yeah. will be so happy to hear that. I know. And you were being such a dick to me, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. You're, um, it's you're fine. Asshole, I had to try to be as nice as I could we after were, I already decided you were given, you know, Shelby the D. So accidentally. Were we not just talking about being transparent? This is me, guys. I know. Asshole, douchebag, dildo head. Real? I do think, though, you would be really fun on, like, if we did, like, a couple's road trip, you'd be that one guy that everyone laughs at as long as it's not happening to them. Yeah. Like, when you're playing oh, the yeah. pranks on people in the house, For it'd, sure. it'd be super funny as long as it wasn't happening, like, to me. Oh. <laughs> and you know saran wrap over the toilet, you know, shit like that. Oh, I know. So I see worse. you doing weird shit, like, wearing weird moccasins and walking around banging on a pot at 6 a.m. going, everybody get up, we're going to talk about mantras. Or like, we're doing calisthenics at 5. <laughs> Let's or hot yoga. Them. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm over there going, so I made an egg bake. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, right? Just just wait till you guys get to the wedding. I'm I'm going to be pulling pranks on my aunts and uncles. Yeah. They, they already have know. them planned. I'm starting to think about them. Yeah. God damn, we got water off. balloons and shit, so it'll be great. I'm just so excited. You're just a bad person. I'm just a <laughs> I just can't wait to see people's faces when they open your gift from us. Yeah. Oh, mm. the squatty potty. The squatty potty. Courtney that... is so wanting a squatty potty. Well, this one's going to be monogrammed. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Customized. You got it. Yeah. And as a, joke, as a joke, as a joke, put like August 4th. August 3rd's the wedding, but put August 4th. 2018, just as because well, you well, know, yeah, because well, you know the shits the are going to be squatty potty. Right, yeah, you know the shits are going to be bad the next day. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, the squatty potty is not about what day you got married. It's the day that you first, as a married couple, took a shit together. Yeah, or um, shit with the She door only open. sat on my lap and took a shit once. Oh, that's it's hot. never happened. Never <laughs> happened. But I, I wanted was to like, see isn't that reaction. called a hot Carl? Yeah, but just checking. What? Yeah, that's an actual It's a hot Carl. Yeah, you shit on someone's chest. Oh no. No, thank you. You have a look up the Urban Dictionary, dude? No. Why do I think Josh thinks the know? rusty trombone is an actual rusted I, instrument? I do think it's an actual <laughs> instrument. What? How about the... I don't want to even know. Here's about, my guess. Here's my guess. Hang pipeline. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Here's my guess on the rusty trombone, okay? Alabama Hot Pocket? <laughs> Here's my guess. Um, period. Period on rust. 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 What no. color is rust? You. I'm fucking thinking idiot. red. I'm thinking going in. No. Nope. No. <clears throat> I have no idea then. <clears throat> Ginger snap style. Let's just say when you go to her house, but you go in her back door, not the front door. Okay. Yep. And then you decide you're still gonna eat the hot dog. That's at the barbecue. She oh. does. She still eats the hot dog you oh, barbecue please, with. Please no. Please. That was no. And there's still char marks on the. Fucking oh. <laughs> Oh. I just want you to know that that oh. was the most adulting mom way of describing oh. a rusty trombone I could think of. Yeah. Oh, fuck no. I would not wish that on my worst enemies. I'm not going to explain the ones that I did. You can look that up on Urban yeah. Dictionary right. to our listeners yeah. if they don't. Oh. Ask him by one. Mm. Hey, that's ingenuitive. Do, whatever you do, if someone mentions Blue Waffle, do not Google it. <laughs> or do. Or do. Or Tub Girl. <laughs> no, I don't even know that one, but I'm not oh, going to. Oh, my goodness, guys. <laughs> What's funny is I'm so innocent, but yet I have such but a terrible not. mind. Josh yeah. is the guy that would forget to open the private sector of the Safari on his phone. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, every Amazon, every single Amazon uh, uh, ad that pops ad? up is going to be. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do, by the way. The best prank ever is to go on someone's phone or computer and just oh, start searching for bad look stuff. At fucking dildos and stuff. Right, because it'll start the... popping up oh, as all their hilarious. ads on everything they do. That is funny. It's like You're going to do that. I am going to do that. <laughs> If one of my 
So if one of my coworkers leaves their phone unlocked, guess what? Get ready. You're going to see some shit. Sex robots, vibrating dildos for him. And then look up something weird like hair plug surgery. Like, Oh, yeah. That's so a good it, one. It That's throws something one. random Anal in bleaching. so they don't think it was on I got purpose. It. I got yeah. it. Anal bleaching will be the one I'll look up. So if you guys. Brazilians near me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hot Brazilians near me. Yeah. So if you I was thinking like that, wax, but not actual like people. Oh, I was thinking actual people. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I'm going to download Grinder, and put it right on their home screen. Perfect. Like it. You see, you just Got took it. it too far. Now no, you're going to get off. caught. Now you're going to get caught. You know what? Catch me. Catch me if you can. It just. I just want you to hold. I am that back in the day we couldn't do that. We actually would do the thing where we would call the Valtrax number and we would sign our friends up to get all the materials in the mail and they'd get like herpes medication, oh. emails and emails for like months. Yep. That That's was the, that was the pranks it. before is putting your friend's phone numbers down for stuff. Right. Yeah. It now. was amazing. You'd be like, hey, Bill, see ya. <laughs> see you not in suppression anymore. <laughs> His mom would be asking questions. You're like, dude. Why did you get this Viagra? Yeah. All right. That was also back when I used to have to wait for dial-up to load the nude picture. Yep. So. Yep. I'm old. Oh, right. Little You'd see a nipple. And then, oh, the whole areola. Got it. And Under right boob. as it's about to get to Belly the, button. Right as it's about to get to the sweet spot, your mom server would knock error. on the door. Yep. What's going on? Or server oh. error. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or someone would pick up the phone and you could hear them over the motor thing. Hello? 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 Who's on the phone right yeah. now? <laughs> Yep. All of a sudden, fuck! It's right there! Oh my god. Oh. Mom, I'm on the internet. Yeah, mom. Mom, mom, close the door! Close the door! I never did. That wasn't me, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mom, there. close the door. Yeah, let's just say that nobody was afraid to wash my socks, you weirdos. No one was afraid to wash my socks. I was. That's a lot of friction. It's a lot of friction. You don't do it with the sock on it. What is wrong with you? Well, see, there you go. Even hey. I know. Oh my god. So you can tell I've never used a sock before. <laughs> Cause that's what I think of. I'm thinking of somebody think, using a think, sock and I'm like, oh the amount of chafing. No, why thank you. Why do I think you're the person that lays out like you lay a towel out and you got no. some Kleenex here? Everything's in order like a serial killer. No. Oh my god. How do I know more about male masturbation than you do? I mean, I realize Pornhub is a thing now, but this is this is ridiculous. So I never used a sock. Are we done? I'm done. All right. <laughs> there are layers to this guy. Wait, layers of socks? <laughs> layers of cum. Okay. Oh, God, we're done. You just. Why do you have to take something in so, fucking... Cole? God damn it. You know, what, you know what? I know you're bothered right now, but you know what's been bothering me? What? One Fr of my... Friction from your sock? <laughs> Jesus. That was going to be the segue. Your dick's already red enough, uh, dude. You don't need to freaking irritate the skin you know with what? the sock. I wanted to match my skin to my hair down there. Oh, All right? God okay. Damn it. So, what's been bugging me lately, besides being picked on for my masturbation habits, <laughs> uh huh, is one of my coworkers came up to me the other day, and she said it, but then also one of my athletes that uh, to me is a badass because... Not only does she drive quite a long time to get to the gym, yeah, but I mean, she'll come if it's a snow day. She'll come no matter what. She's there. She's there. She's a real badass. Getting her done. Mm -hmm. Real badass. Um, but I found out that one of my coworkers recommended to this athlete that she should have no more than 30 grams of dietary fat every day. Fuck. 
Have fun with that diet. Yeah, right. Jesus, H Christ. So 30 grams of fat, 300 to 350 grams of carbs. Huh. Yeah. With no real other recommendations. So it wasn't like, oh, and with those carbs, you should do this. You know, you should eat this. Right. Or, um, what I think bothered me the most was my coworker backed it up with saying, well, that's what it says in my NASM certification. Now, I don't really know when she got certified. And so NASM is like one of, NASM is one of the primary, that's a very popular certification to go get for per, brand for new sure. personal trainers. Yeah, 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 yeah. For random personal No, trainers. brand new. Oh, I thought you said random. And I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, sort well, of. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, so not to bash NASM. It's, but yeah, well, kind of. What, what NASM does is they give you a base of information. And then from there, there are, you know, tens of maybe even a hundred different certifications you can do for continuing education. Yeah. And I am sure those are more up to date. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than certain that the base of information, they're like, it's just a base knowledge just to get them started, to get their feet wet. So they don't put a whole lot of priority into it. Mm -hmm. Plus, I mean, I'd be willing to bet that 50% of personal trainers that get a certification through them end up no longer personal training because there's so much right. turnover in this the field yeah in this field um yeah but so i mean i'm, still, I'm giving still, them the benefit of the right that still doesn't the excuse having bad information though you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah. that because that's what it is it's bad information it's old information yeah yeah it's it's disproven information so what i'm getting right. at so is it's incorrect information right it's exactly it's, yeah yeah so it so this athlete, this athlete, this my coworker says, well, I got the certification in 2015. The book was printed in 2015, which she failed to recognize that just because the book was printed and possibly even recopyrighted or written, whatever. Because most of the time when they reprint them books, they only, those books, I should say. Yeah. My rednecks coming out. Dem dare. My hail Billy. Dem dare books. <laughs> um. They, it's literally, they just go in and change a couple things yeah. from the previous volume. Yeah. And then they just put it as the new volume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like 95% of the information is still the same. Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. Especially when it's a basic certification. Yeah. You know, we're just certifying you to be eligible to be a personal trainer is really what that is. Um, but again, so I, I challenged this person, Hey, go into your book, find the nutrition section that you got this information from figure out where it is on your reference pages and just come back to me with what years were those studies published. And the newest publication was 2003. Damn. Yeah. So anywhere so they're from pulling, the, they're pulling the information from those studies, the newest being 2003. Right. And then printing them in a book that was supposedly published in 2015. Right. Exactly. So, most of the resources were from the 90s. Yeah. Most of them. Just like... That's crazy. We've talked about this in the past with my book. It was very similar. Um, she obviously didn't listen to the podcast. Um, but she was giving out information that has been disproven so many times yeah. that the low-fat diet started in the 80s. High cardio, Well, that's no what fat. happened when society villainized fat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the worst thing they could do, honestly, is calling fat fat. Mm -hmm. Like calling someone who's overweight fat. Right. Oh, right. They should because then that automatically puts people in the mindset that the fat 
my or macro yeah. is a bad thing. Yeah, the fat I'm eating is turning into the fat on my body. Yeah, yeah. They should have either called it dietary essentials or dietary essential acid. You know, something right. like that. Something calling it fat was the dumbest thing they could have done yeah. for sure. Yeah, because what most people don't understand is you get fat from having too much energy in your system, and primarily that energy coming from an abundance or an excess amount of carbohydrate, mm -hmm. right? So your body will convert that then glucose into that fatty acid because it no longer needs the glucose to the muscle or the right. energy right now. Um, but again, so recommending 30 grams of fat. So what fat does in your cell is it's the lining of your cell. Yep. It's the only thing holding it together. Mm -hmm. Without fat, you got nothing, okay? That's muscle cell, hair cell, everything. And again, unfortunately, she thought because the book was published four years ago that it was up to date and that they updated everything. And that's just not the case. And that sucks because now she has to go back and tell this athlete, hey, I was wrong. Yeah. But that's just a, that's a problem with the whole system of a whole of the education mm -hmm. of people, which brings me to when I was in college. Mm -hmm. Um, we had to take a couple of nutrition classes and, uh, the, so the first one was like an intro to nutrition yeah. and then the second was the advanced nutrition. But the one I really had an issue with was the intro because again, it kind of went over like the guidelines. It was a very broad thing. So mm -hmm. it just kind of brushed over a lot of different things. Um, but I had to bite my tongue so much sitting in that in that classroom because me being more um it's not like I was more knowledgeable but I was more up to date with the current studies mm -hmm. and stuff and the information that the professor was teaching and the information in the book was just blatantly wrong mm -hmm. like yeah, it was like just fat right it was just blatantly wrong and that's no, that's no fault of the professor. Well, there is a little bit of fault, right? Because the professor could be furthering their knowledge in mm. current up-to-date right. info, but they're not. They're just, but they also have to teach out of this book. Mm -hmm. So they kind of have to align with the book because mm -hmm. they can't tell you something, one thing, and then the book tell you something different. Then right. it's like, who, what's right? Yeah. And unless they're going to write a book. Right. Yeah, but again, of... that book, the, just the information in the book was outdated. Mm -hmm. And it's that's such a slow cycle to really update is. all of that information. Yeah, it could be a decade or two. Yeah, and from... then by the time they get even the stuff that we think today, mm -hmm. 10 years down the road might be wrong. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We don't know. Right. The, We're, the only thing we can do is go off the newest proven information that is available to mm -hmm. us. And like I said, we can't look in the future and see, hey, right. 10 years from now, that might be disproven right. and it might actually be this. That might be an underlying cause of this bigger picture that's right. actually going on. And the hardest thing is, let's say you and I are doing research now. We're basing it off of what other people are putting out. And what's the problem with that is if they're trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's ego kind of gets into it where hey, we found the newest and best blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's going to make sure you don't get diabetes or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's so hard. There's always some ulterior motive. Exactly. And then the question that our listeners would have is, well, then how do you know? How do you know? 
I would say the, and we've kind of talked about this when ta- like talking about coaches and trainers. Mm-hmm. You have to do a lot of research, and then pick the consistent things that yeah. you see over time. So, one study might say this that's like kind of right, but it has this part of it that you notice consistency in some other studies or mm-hmm. some other articles. So if it's said multiple times by different sources, it has a good chance of being true. Right. Whereas like some of these outlandish studies where they kind of cherry pick information and then jump to this conclusion that has barely any basis in the actual data. And then that comes out with this outlandish, like, you know, crazy information. Like it's like, well, like raspberry ketones is going to help you lose all the weight in the world. Right, yeah. Yeah, or green coffee bean extract is the next best thing. Yeah, yeah. So I would say with your research or just reading articles, like read from a bunch of different sources and then take kind of the most consistent principles Mm -hmm. and then implement them. And I think what's really hard too, especially when it comes to nutrition, is what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you. Yeah. And and what's really tough is I might tell you, hey, you know, I kind of follow the lines of the vertical diet where I'm eating a lot of rice and beef and things mm-hmm. like that. And for you, which not you, but for you listener, let's say you have as much beef as I do. All of a sudden you start to get acne. All of a sudden you right. start to get constipated or, you know, whatever you still got to understand that these studies aren't done on you. They're done on some other person or people, and then they're just drawing a conclusion from that. So that conclusion might have nothing to do with you. Yeah, That's like with the ketogenic diet and you know the Atkins diet and all things like that. For some people, it works great. For some mm-hmm. people, it doesn't work because we're just made differently. Right. And that, that brings so up gotta, a – I've been hearing some interesting information about people who are talking about like um, their diet – um, kind of tailoring it towards the area of the world where your like ancestors, um, yeah, you talking lived. like Mediterranean diet, right? Or? So like if you like, depending on where your DNA evolved. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. so like someone who like was an Eskimo or Inuit who lived mostly off of fat and protein. Mm-hmm probably respond a little bit better to a keto style diet right. than a low fat, high carb diet, just right. because literally that's how their people ate for thousands potentially of years. Right. So right. their, their bodies kind of evolved to break down that type of food in that certain right. way. And like the paleo diet is going to work for some people, right? Because you know, if, if your ancestors are in line with the Paleolithic man, that might work, or the yep. Mediterranean diet, or yeah, I mean, it, there's a, and that's like that goes back to saying we don't know everything, right? right. So who knows in a couple of years if that even if that even fucking matters? If it doesn't, right. we don't know. All we know is people respond differently to different things, right? So the best thing you can do, do a research on a ton of different shit, try a ton of different shit, see what works for you, do that. Yeah, and if you're not willing to do that. Hire somebody who has done that. Yep. Hire a guy like Cole or me where we've at least got a starting point for you. Like, hey, this has worked for the majority of my people. Yep. Let's start you there. And if you and happen you to be a snowflake, yeah, if you happen to be a snowflake, okay, we're going to figure this out together. Right now, actually, one of my athletes, her daughter was just diagnosed with breast cancer. 
and I have been going down a hell of a rabbit hole on like gut health and inflammation in the body and how, you know, if we can limit your inflammation, you know, by pulling away your white flour, your white sugar and making sure you're getting good fibers and things like that, mm. that it can actually help you stay in remission once you've gotten rid really? of it. Yeah. And also, so she's going through some crazy chemotherapy, some crazy shit. Yeah. It's, it's this whole process is going to take a full year. So she'll be on like the actual chemo drug and then she'll be on some other whatever. For like 50, radiation yeah, therapy or, or whatever. just some pill or what. Anyway, I have no idea. I'm not a, Damn. I, by no means do I know about this, but for 52 weeks, she has to do some 54 maybe. That's intense. So I know part of that is going to just completely kill her immune system. It's going to yeah, kill sure. her gut health, all that shit. So I've been doing my best to kind of get ahead of it before she goes through this whole process right. where I can tell this lady, Hey, tell your daughter, eat things like this. Try yep. to do this. Try to, you know, have your Greek yogurts, have your spinach, have your sweet potatoes and carrots and all this stuff ahead of the game to try to keep that bacteria alive before you get really sick. Yeah. Cause that's something with, um, cancer survivors that they have to deal with is in a way it's like having some autoimmune disease where your body is literally freaking out. Well, that's the thing about, and like I said, I'm no fucking expert. Mm -hmm. I barely know anything. But from what I've heard, chemo is basically just blasting your entire body. Yeah. You're trying to kill the You're, cancer before it kills you. Right. But that chemo is also, it's killing the cancer cells, but it's also killing a bunch of other cells in your body. Everything. So it's, it's there's a lot of side effects that come. With that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And if you can help mitigate exactly. those side effects, yep. then you're going to be better off because- uh, that's that's just fucking tough, man. That's, right. You got to do what you can. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we were talking about this before where, so with The Complete Athlete, we're doing a one-year challenge and mm -hmm. it started January 1st, right? January, you tried to create some new habit that's kind of easy for you just to kind of get into it. And then in February, we're trying to do flour-free mm -hmm. because to all the athletes, it's okay, just try to limit your flour, which people are finding out that flour is in everything, everything, right? So to them, it's okay, just try to pull flour out. To me, it's we're getting different types of fiber in your system. You're going to be less. Right, because you got to diversify your diet yeah, in order exactly. to work around that. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they're just pulling out that one thing, you're going to have to try other healthier exactly. things just to get around that. Yeah. So if you want noodles, you're going to have to go brown rice or, you know. Right. So the athletes are just thinking with flour. For me, I'm thinking this is a one thing they can focus on and not realize that they're going to have all these benefits to their gut. Mm -hmm. They're going to have better sleep. They're going to have less. They're going to most As likely side have less effects sugar. of this. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And again, so by going through this, this is the same thing as everybody. I mean, if if you're constantly riddling your body with white flour, there's no fiber to it. There's no vitamins really mm -hmm. to it, unless even if they enrich it, that's not really that great. And just the amount of damage something like that does, it's especially if it's a long-term thing. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to do it, but we're talking diabetes. We're talking heart disease, Alzheimer's, yeah. anything that is inflammation-based, we can help mitigate that, mm -hmm. right? We can eat some better things. Um, and again, same deal when you're going through cancer. And it's I, I've just been going down this rabbit hole of just gut health, and we're just going to go deep. Yeah. Right. And we talked about this a little bit before we got on air, but that's been kind of one of these emerging yeah. um, fields of study. Field, yeah, because... There's so much information coming out about gut health that 
even three years ago that we had no idea about. Oh, right. Or, I mean, the general public didn't. Maybe mm-hmm. there were some people who were doing the research that knew, but they're tying so much into gut health. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Just so. how it kind of affects literally everything, mm-hmm. which yeah. is crazy. Right. It's it, nuts that there's bacteria in your stomach mm-hmm. that aren't human cells. They're right. not your cells. No. They're bacteria yeah. that affect your day-to-day life yeah. and your mental state. Yeah, even. your mood, it can make you depressed. It can make you happy. It yeah. can make you have energy. It can make you feel like you just want to sit on the couch. It can cause cravings and it can basically take away your self-control because there are 10 times as many bacteria in your gut as you have human cells. So there's 10 times the force telling your brain, I want this shitty ass food because we're the bad bacteria because you haven't had enough fiber for months, for Mm. years, and we run the show. And we want you to have Doritos. We want you to have all this shit. So That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And so inflammation in the brain is depression, right? Mm -hmm. Inflammation in your arteries and your heart and things like that can cause heart disease. Inflammation in your brain can also give you Alzheimer's and aneurysms and lose memory. And so a lot of people, when they think inflammation, they think swelling. Yep. They probably more or less. Well, yeah, they probably need to reword it mm-hmm. instead of saying inflammation. It's just yeah, that's that's. An how about we call it been, stress? Yeah, it's been such a buzzword. Yeah, like inflammation. Is yeah. Like, okay, what does that actually even right. mean? So let's say stress, bad stress, good stress, because we know like with training, that's a quote unquote good stress to a point, mm-hmm. and then our body's response to that stress is more muscle, less right. body fat. Right. You know, trying to maintain that homeostasis. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. If we let these bad bacteria run the show, they just want bad stress. They Because what their thing is, is they want more of you. So let, let me put it this way. In your gut, imagine your colon is like a, a garden hose. Okay. Okay. And the lining of that garden hose is like a mucus. Let's just call it boogers. Okay. So that those boogers... All right. Yeah, so that's we're talking right. about colon boogers. Yeah, here. colon boogers, not not fat. It's actually a mucus lining. Anyway, that fat is made up of fibrous material, and if you're not introducing fiber into your system, your body has a backup plan mm-hmm. to try to keep that bacteria alive because it it helps keep us healthy. Even though there are a lot of bad things that can happen, there's a lot of good things that can happen. So if that fiber is starving because you're not giving it the right fiber, the bad bacteria and even the good stuff is going to go after that lining. Eventually, it'll eat that whole lining. Then what's next? You have no barrier between your gut and your body. It'll literally eat through your intestinal lining. And then we have something called leaky gut syndrome where the bacteria is actually getting into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Okay, If that happens that bacteria is getting everywhere. It's right. literally just riddling your body. Your your body will have to have an immune response right. to so try to attack it. Keep in mind, your body, this bacteria isn't supposed to be anywhere but your yeah. digestive your colon. tract. Yep. Yeah. Your, your colon is actually like a completely disconnected thing to your body. Yep. It's only the little hairs, the villa, that actually draw nutrients right. from your colon into your body. Right. So when this bacteria gets into your bloodstream where it's not supposed to be, your um, your body thinks it's being attacked. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it, it, it thinks it's a virus. Exactly. So yeah. it goes after that bacteria. Mm-hmm. And if it goes after it enough times, 
than anytime you introduce peanuts into your life. Maybe you develop a peanut allergy throughout your life mm -hmm. because your body gets it again and again in the bloodstream. Yep. And then your body starts to produce these antibodies so that right. it can fight off that peanut. Well, and that's something that may have happened to me because I developed some lactose intolerance. Yeah. That never used to be an issue. And yeah. then all of a sudden it started being an issue. Yeah, it could be that maybe your body stopped producing lactase. Maybe your body never could deal with lactose, but it could deal with it in a way like it could just shuttle it out. Right. But now it's starting to introduce itself into your bloodstream. So you get like a runny nose or a mm -hmm. stuffy nose or again, your body will have a response to it. Yeah. And again, so if this, even if the good bacteria is getting into your, into your bloodstream, that's not a good thing. And then your body is thinking, okay, anytime I see this, I need to attack it. So now it starts to see it in your colon. Now it's going to start attacking your colon. Then you're going to have like irritable bowel syndrome yep. and you're going to have all these digestional problems, constipation. You're going to, you're going to plug up and back up. And then your body starts to get, it, your body's very smart. So it's going to start telling your body, okay, this bacteria feeds off of the fiber in sweet potatoes. Well, we're not going to even want sweet potatoes. Allergy. We know that, right? We know that your body won't react to a potato chip. We can still get the carbs. We can get some salt. We can get some fat. Boom, pull that shit in. Now you're not getting fiber for anything. Right. Right? So then yeah. you, you get worse and worse cravings. You get worse and worse gut health. Um, but again, so if you're not introducing that fiber, that bacteria will get it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it will eat you alive. Yeah. And that's something we need to avoid. And this is, I mean, this is such new info mm -hmm. that the general public has no idea about. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm probably butchering it hard. And I'm by again by no means I'm I'm just trying to paint you right, a picture right. right? Um, so another great picture. So here's here's probably going to be your response. Okay, so I need fiber. Right. Okay. So what are you going to do? You're going to go buy Metamucil, psyllium mm -hmm. husks. You're going to buy fiber tablets or yep. you know whatever. And in your mind, fiber is fiber. So. I'm going to give you two right, things. Right, because it's just it literally on the nutrition facts, it just says fibers and exactly. however many grams. Exactly. Yep. So I'll give you two things. One, go get a Robert Irvine bar. Get 10 of them. Okay, get 10 of them. Eat them. Guaranteed, you'll never do it again. <laughs> and the reason being is the fiber in those, it's just one type of fiber. More fiber isn't necessarily the answer. So let's say... There are, I can't remember if there's six or eight different types of fiber, but let's just say there's a number. Mm -hmm. If you get 50 grams of that one fiber, that's not normal. Your body in no circumstance up until the industrial rev revolution, there's no circumstance where you'd get that much fiber of one particular type. Right, because there would get was a, no foods yeah. that you could eat. That yeah, would even a dump potato. That much, exactly. Yeah, fiber yeah, into the, your the, system. Um, the amount of potato you'd have to eat to get, you know, 30 grams of the of same thing same, is ridiculous, yeah, yeah. right? So your body kind of has a response to that. And then you feel like, oh, well, I thought I had enough fiber, so you cut it back. So what I'm saying is imagine your bacteria in your gut or the fiber that you need to take is like is like your backyard. Okay, yeah. like the lawn of your backyard. Okay. Okay. Let's just talk grass. Let's right. not talk any. All okay, right. here we go. Yep. So if you have the same grass everywhere and some pesticide, not pesticide, but some bug or some, something infects your grass. Yep. It's going to wipe it all out because it's, it's just one type, yep. right? Same with your colon. 
Okay, so let's say in your grass we have grass that does well in high sun, you know, a lot of shade, you know, some of it's thick, some of it's thin, some of, you know, maybe there's some crab grass around, some dandelions, whatever. So you don't want the dandelions. So you get this, you know, roundup or whatever, and you spray it, and it kills just the dandelions, right? The grass is usually fine. Yep. But now, let's say you bring in some just crazy herbicide. Uh, I can't I can't even think of the one that I want to think of. It's a farming one that they use that you can't buy it. Can't think of it. But anyway, um, you spray it, and it kills everything, everything right? Yeah. That's an, That's like antibacterial hand Medicine, soap. Yeah. Yep, that's antibiotics. That's, yep. that's what's happening to your system. So you just completely decimated all it's of basically this like Yeah, it's basically like a forest fire. Yeah, exactly. Start, start fresh. Yeah, so you start fresh. Not. Right. And every time you wash your hands with antibacterial soap, you're doing that to your skin. Every time you take antibiotics, you're doing that to your gut. Mm-hmm. Okay, Josh. So we know we need it to be diverse because if we want to do targeted attacks, like on just the dandelions, we can. We can yep. get a dandelion killer. Great. But then we do a broad spectrum. And I'll, I'll think of the word by the end of this. I just can't think of the type. Then what? What do we do? We were talking probiotics before, yep. right? So probiotics, I wish, and I just found this out in the last couple of weeks, I wish that a probiotic offered the bacteria that your body actually uses and keeps. What that bacteria is really doing is it's like going into a field and just tilling up all the soil. It's preventing things from growing, good right. and bad, a little bit. It's kind of just keeping it fresh, mm-hmm. okay? Then you let some stuff grow and you're like, okay, I don't really like this, so you till it up again, Yep. right? So what it's doing is it's just a placeholder. It's not necessarily planting yeah. that bacteria yep. in there. It's just keeping good and bad out a little bit mm-hmm. and hopefully allowing the good to grow because that those probiotics you're taking in, they still have waste. They still eat things. They yep. still need to live too. And by taking those probiotics, it's you're more likely to grow good bacteria mm-hmm. in that environment. But a lot of people, I think, think, oh, I took all these antibiotics, you know, biotics or whatever. If they're thinking probiotics, they think that's just going to fix me and I can eat all the shit I want. Yeah. But that's not true either because if if you're eating just a bunch of shit with all these probiotics, those probiotics are just going to get pushed out. And if you're just eating ho-hos, ding-dongs, and honey buns, those are some good shit you're going to have some ho-ho, ding-dong, and honey bun bacteria in your gut, right? And then if... If you got all that inflammation, you're more likely right. to have leaky gut, and then so the cycle continues. So what we continues. talked about before is like probiotics. You don't want to depend on them, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be able to use them like a tool. So mm-hmm. one, your your biggest goal should be a like you want to foster good bacteria in your gut, right? Right. But let's say you get sick and you need to take some antibiotics to get rid of the Sickness, the right? bat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, like you said, you take those antibiotics. It's gonna, it's an antibiotic. It doesn't discriminate. It kills everything. Everything. So that might be a good time. Atrazine. To... It's atrazine. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Got it. Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Well, keep going. So, you take those antibiotics. It torches the whole landscape, mm-hmm. right? So during this time, to help your gut to help you avoid leaky gut or mm-hmm. whatever, right? 
you may introduce some of those probiotics to just kind of keep that bacteria in there because it's if you're still taking the antibiotics, it's constantly getting killed. Yeah, it's just killing everything. So you may use that as kind of a placeholder mm-hmm. in during that period because you don't want to have nothing in there. Right. So you introduce that for a little bit, and then once you're off the antibiotics, then you go, this whole time you should be still doing your same diet, but then when you're done with the antibiotics, it'll stop killing everything. Mm-hmm. So then you can foster again that healthy population right. of bacteria in your gut. Right, and so we were talking fiber. So Josh, what foods can I eat that are going to help harbor good bacteria? Greek yogurt, anything fermented, so like... I like kimchi. Oh my God, do I love sauerkraut? Um, Not beer, okay? I I get it's fermented, but alcohol alcohol will just kill your gut. Um, Sweet potatoes, carrots, spinach, fruits, vegetables, things like that, where it sticks with you a little bit. But again, I'm not saying every day, forever, all you eat is spinach. Right. You got to make sure you're getting a, a whole variety, not only of vegetables and fruits, but colors too. Right, so every time you have something that's really highly processed, it comes with bacteria, right? right? Excuse me. So every time you take in something bad, you got to make sure there's that much or more good coming with it too, just to try to keep that homeostasis. Exactly. So for everybody that, let's say you're doing pizza, okay? So if you just can't wait to have pizza, my favorite is barbecue pizza. That's your thing, right? Barbecue pizza. That's all I think about. So if you're going that route, you are going to be taking in so much bad, okay, so much harmful things to your gut. There's going to be a lot of gas. There's going to be fermentation in your gut very quickly. It's going to be a very hot wildfire. So if you can take in things like kombucha, which is also a fermented drink, if you drink that kombucha while you're eating the pizza, you're doing good. If you maybe a few hours before you eat that pizza, you have some whole fat Greek yogurt, you're doing good. If after you eat that pizza, you have a few carrots, you're doing yeah, good for you're yourself. You're just trying to mitigate the damage exactly. that pizza's going to do. Yeah, you're not getting rid of the damage, right? but you're at least, again, setting the stage so that your body can kind of rebuild because yeah. you are destroying some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We just went balls deep into that. Balls thing. deep. But again, so when you guys are doing research, like I said, you can do all the research on your own, which is very time-consuming. It's very tough to do if you don't have a job that you can listen to a lot of podcasts and things like that. Right. I mean, if you're listening to us, you're obviously looking to us to give you the information. And we can certainly help you with that and guide you in the right direction. But again, all of these studies, they weren't done on you. Yep. So I can't say, again, this is going to work for you. But I can say, here's what some of the research is saying. Mm-hmm. Try it. Yeah, try it. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast. What do you mean you haven't subscribed yet? What the hell are you waiting for? Come on, y'all. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by Salutum Health and Performance. Take your full power potential to a new level online at salutumhp.com.